0: Hey, folks, I've got Ingrid DeHaan on the show today. She is a vocalist, vocal arranger, voiceover artist, and for over 20 years has so much experience in so many styles. She plays live, uh, and she's recorded on numerous numerous projects that we're going to talk about. She also was uh, one of the characters in our show, Kingdom Come. So I'd like to welcome Ingrid to the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Well, it's so great. Hey, I just wanted to ask, am I saying Dahan correct? Or is that, is there some Dutch in there yeah, somewhere? it's
1: actually, that's perfect. Not everyone says it correctly, so... Yeah, good well, for you. <laughs> well, uh,
0: I lived in Holland for a few years, so I... I oh, but, uh, you did? Awesome. I to kind of a bit but... Um, oh,
1: my gosh, you sound amazing. My dad's Dutch, and I used to speak Dutch years and years ago. We grew up with it, but I lost a lot of it, so you sound awesome. Your uh, accent is perfect.
0: Oh, It's a Rotterdam accent, which the Amsterdam people make fun of, apparently, you know.
1: Oh, do they? I, <laughs> I, you never think about that when
0: you speak other languages that, you know... They've got Southern accents and northern accents, so
1: oh for sure. yeah, of Almost course, every country does, yeah.
0: so you are in the you're in Seattle, right, or the Puget Sound area? Where, where?
1: Yes, exactly. We are in a suburb of Seattle called Maple Valley.
0: Well, that's cool. So this is, and for folks who've been following along, this project has been pieced together uh, both remotely and people coming into the studio one at a time. And for your involvement, uh-huh. we were doing what is becoming common today, where we send tracks out and 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 uh, professional people do their part and send it back to the the guy who has to piece it together. And so that was me. Right. <laughs> um, yes. But you have known <laughs> my dad. Yeah, uh, well, it's it's like a math project mixed with music, but um uh, so you
1: It is really. It's like a puzzle really.
0: That's okay. I mean, that's like composing, but uh so anyways, mm-hmm. you've you've known my dad um and probably known me when I was younger, but you used to live here in Tennessee and um Yes. And uh, we we all. I
1: miss living there.
0: It's different. Well, it's as rainy here as probably you're used to. We we had some nice sunny weather and uh, um, the a few few nights. That's
1: what ag- I've been hearing lately. It
0: was nice until today, but over the weekend we had nice sunny weather. Uh, we've been hiking uh, a lot, okay. and then my daughter and I did a live stream show on the internet um I hauled out oh, a very cool. hauled out a grand piano in the backyard and and uh, just fired up the camera. Oh wow.
1: A lot that's of work awesome.
0: to move that thing around. Well, it's not a real grand piano, but anyways, we're we're going to do some uh. more of that. <laughs> and that's kind of the future. Uh whether this yes. crisis would have happened or not, I think we're realizing that music is um happening uh, wherever you can do it. And home studios and, are a necessity mm-hmm. for for everyone. So tell us a little bit about Absolutely. how you got started uh, in music and then how you got your little home studio together.
1: Yeah, well, back in Nashville, of course, um, when you lived there, you're just among all these wonderful creative people. And you can't help but start just doing music if you love it, if you've always wanted to do it, if you always enjoyed doing it. And in any, any capacity, since I was very, very young, I always liked singing, enjoyed singing. It was a part of who I was. And then just started to do some songwriting with some people. And as I was songwriting, of course, you start singing your demos. And when you sing demos, then people start hearing them. Um, then it just kind of gr- builds and grows from there. And I happened at the at the time to be working and this was like the early mid nineties to be working with some folks at uh, what was then Sparrow records and now EMI, if it's still even EMI now, I'm not even sure. (laughs) But uh, then I was introduced through those people to a guy in England named Chris Norton. And he was wanting to start doing even back then, this very thing, taking remote singers from around the world that he had contacts with and pulling them all together to create worship music or a compilation worship music, things like that, worship music for the church.
2: Lead us heavily, follow me through this world's tempestuous sea. Guard us, guide us, keep us feeble. You are only helping
1: me. Um, so I everything. got involved with that group, and so I'll. I actually, at the time, would fly over to England, which is where he was based, uh, to sing with them over there with uh, several different singers uh, at the time from different parts of the country in England. And then he came back to Nashville with me and a couple of other of his engineer guys, and they set me up with a little home studio, which was at the time, you know, a PC and then a big mixing board and a microphone and really that's how that got started and i started singing for them remotely and we did everything from like i said worship compilations to then he introduced me to other people uh including guys who work uh produce children's music um so i was doing some of that uh, actually where i'm i start singing like a kid i can sound like a kid when i sing so they asked me to to do lots of children's music singing with myself recorded about six to 10 times. So I sound like a little kid's group. Um, You're a vocal chameleon. (laughs) It's really a lot of fun to be able to do. And then through that, a lot of people in England started to recommend me to other uh, folks there. And I started recording a lot for um, people who do karaoke production stuff or what they call library music and library music is basically music that um movies and commercials and tv shows and people like that draw from
0: so right I started doing that right. as well yeah. so, so what what are some of the uh some of the projects
1: yeah yeah so um you can people sometimes google my my first name and maiden name ingrid dumash and you'll, you'll find that i've done children's um Worship Christian music, as well as just general children's fun kind of songs, silly songs, fun songs. I did actually a series of happy birthday songs where they actually had me record about 300 different children's names. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday, dear. Oh, wow. And I sang every name and just they, you know, would slide that in to that spot. Uh, so you can. Google your name and you probably find happy birthday, dear, your name. And <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so that's what people would find. And they'd go, I, I was looking up a happy birthday song online and there you were. And I thought, really? I didn't even know this. This is what's funny. With the advent of music that was available online, all of a sudden, all the stuff that I had recorded back in the 90s was starting to appear <laughs> everywhere. So it was pretty funny how that all came about.
0: And, wh- and what is super simple learning?
1: Yeah, that is a group that's actually out of Seattle. Um, they just kind of, again, through people that, you know, you know, because I was doing some session work in Nashville as well. So some people there, you know, would recommend me. And uh, I don't even remember how I got connected with them, but they do a lot of very cute, fun, kind of learning type of songs for for preschool toddlers probably around that age. And they, they write and produce those types of songs with video.
2: Cindy the Shark.
1: <laughs> and so I, I started singing some of their songs. You know, things like "What's It Like When It Rains" or "What's It Like When You Know You Do Various Things That Children Need to Learn About How to Count and How to What's What's the Weather Today and Things Like That um, Just learning types of songs for preschoolers mainly.
0: So when did you uh, leave Nashville and go to Seattle or was there a hop in between or it,
1: it was 2005. Yeah. So at that point I just felt like I needed a, a change, I guess. I mean, I hated to leave my creative uh, environment, create community cause there's nothing like the Nashville creative community and I still miss it very, very much, but I felt kind of a calling to go out into uh, the world that sort of thought differently than I did, which is very much the way Seattle is in terms of my faith and what, you know, uh, the just sharing the gospel. You feel like you share the gospel in Nashville and everybody's like, oh yeah, I've been to church all my life. You know, it didn't make a difference to most of them, but you you say it here and they go, what, what's that? They don't even know, you know, um it's not a church culture here at all and so i think part of what made me move here was something some of that to challenge me a bit more in my faith and thankfully i could take my music with me with the remote studio
0: well yes exactly and did you already have some things to do when you were heading out there did you
1: uh... yeah at the time i was still working for the fo- for the folks in england doing a lot of the worship compilation stuff but it started to to change because as you know as a musician all of a sudden with all of the online availability of music things really changed in the industry didn't it
0: absolutely well the more the, the easier it is to make it the easier it is everyone can make it and uh
1: exactly it made yeah. it more accessible so less people more people were doing it remotely less people were hiring people to to do the music um, in my case my my boss in England that was do- giving me the most work started to actually go in a different direction himself musically so suddenly i was i was without work there for a couple of years uh, or at least not as much as i had so you do what you have to and you start yeah. working wherever well, you can
0: <laughs> Yeah and now what and you also sing you got some bands out there that you sing with in Yeah in
1: so I started singing with a band actually back in Nashville already that was a big band jazz band, which is one of the, my favorite genres. It's what my, it was, it's what my dad grew up with, big band jazz, Glenn Miller and those guys.
2: That girl, I thought that we would last. I thought our love would take us far. What came to pass? And so there was a
1: group that was being formed back in the nineties um, and it became a big hit in Nashville and we play it all around town. So when I got here, I thought, surely they have big bands here. It's a big market, much bigger market. And sure enough, there's, oh, there's quite a few, about 20 that I've, that I know of here in the area. And I just happened to go to one of their performances and asked if they ever needed a sub and then it just grew from there. And so I started singing with big bands about three of them now, at various times, and then I sub for others. it's 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 the same kind of a thing. You know somebody in a big band, and they usually recommend you to the next big band, and so a lot of these guys know each other, and so I do a lot of those performances, but also with smaller combos, because it's really cool we started doing some music for retirement homes and things like that with just the jazz trio. And so that's, that's been a really a blessing for me to be able to just sing for the folks who love and appreciate this kind of music, you know, the forties, the fifties, and they sing along and they clap and they love it. And it's hard not to be doing it right now. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, because of this whole uh, pandemic.
0: Yeah. It's, it's amazing how, you know, I mean, I've been doing, Uh, Remote stuff for decades, uh, as you have, and um, Mm -hmm. it just seems like it's a natural thing that I'm continuing to do. Uh, I mean, the the the, I got into you know doing jingles and uh, the post production, and uh, just as a side hustle on it. That that is, I'm glad I've had some of that experience because I'm still tapping into that to this day. I mean, I I'm like you, I I like to do everything. It's it's hard for me to nail down. (laughs) <laughs> what what I like yeah. the most musically. You know, if someone just said, okay, you're you're only allowed to do one style, um, I bet you that would drive you crazy if someone asked you to, okay, oh, here yeah. from now on out, you oh. can only do one thing. How, how, how can we do that? Yeah,
1: I mean, that would be, that sounds like that would be hard for you too. Yeah, it certainly is because I, I enjoy all kinds of genres of music and with, especially with doing karaoke production now, which is basically, obviously, as a production company, you have to re-record uh, originals. You can't right. use originals, of course, in karaoke. So the they want people like me to do lead vocals very similar in style or as close to that uh, original as possible. Yeah, baby,
2: it hurts a bunch. The girls are going, and we had a munch. I promise on the dime, it's the last time I'll never have a liquid
1: lunch. Yeah. So I'm doing everything from country to pop to jazz to. Um, R&B, which is, it's it's challenging for me, which I really love. So I'm glad you're getting to do some of that, too, because you do have to, like you said, in order to continue in this business, you want to be as versatile as possible.
0: Versatile and diversified. Well, well tell us a little bit about your, your setup. We don't have to go too deep into gear, but I mean, everyone, you know, like you said, some people just have these giant systems at home, and some people just have yeah. a laptop and a microphone, and they can really pull off some great stuff, so... Do yeah. you have a special I mean, room in your house? Do you do you um, do you do it at home? Yeah,
1: I do have a special room for it and just like one of those, you know, shields around the microphone to make it yeah. kind of deaden the sound a little bit. Um, and a good, good microphone. It's a Rode NT2 I've had yep. for years, really. Those are classic. Everybody really thinks it's an excellent sounding. Yeah, it's a, the people I've worked with really like the sound of it. Yeah, that's essentially all it is with a laptop using... Um, Cubase SX. (laughs) I really need to get into Pro Tools, but it's like... You don't have to. No, I
0: mean, you'd be amazed at... I mean, (laughs) I I do, you know, Logic. I mean, I've got all the other stuff, but I'm just so used to this. Yeah, a lot of
1: my friends use
0: Logic. When I was in Holland, uh, going back to that, Cubase was what everybody used. And so for when I moved back to to the States, I got Cubase and Nuendo, but I got on a Mac and it was just easier to go that way. And then, of course, when I moved to Nashville, everyone's on Pro Tools, but... All you got to do is kind of figure it out. Because at the end, one person's doing it. So, like you sent me exactly. great, I mean, you, you sent me great quality, clean files that were just, you know, WAV files. Oh, that's that's all we need. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, right. I'm not, I mean, I even had drummer sessions on this project and, you know, he does Pro Tools. I remotely? do remotely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I would send him, you know, a two mix and he would write, you know, he would he would kind of chart out something and send me all his stems. And then I would, you know, and he of course, he would send me multiple takes and I would sit there and piece through it and then build off of that. So um, I don't even think we had the right kind of when you sang, I just sent you probably a piano and and you sang to it and then we got it back. And then, yeah, it originally was a was a halftime. Thing and then we decided to countryify it a little bit, and we did a, a yeah. little a little two beat on it, and just started throwing mm-hmm. the kitchen sink, you know, with the, the steel guitar and stuff, and it really <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: What was great is that your your voice and your take went with either grooves, so which is yeah, it turned wh- out
1: well. I'm really well, happy. I, it was unexpected. I loved it, though.
0: Yeah, which must be hard for people, you know, who on this project, a lot of them are like, what are we doing? I said, just sing it. I'll tell you later. So hopefully that wasn't too much <laughs> of a stress there. But because uh, your character no, is no, is someone at who at the end of the show is, is you know, it, it, the character's in Chicago and she's. Uh, mm-hmm. So being trafficked, and uh, she's she's mm-hmm. been saved, and, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul character comes out and rescues mm-hmm. her, and, and uh, so she sings a gratitude song. And it's just a great, mm-hmm. great moment towards the end of the show. Um, my dad uh, is really, really happy with the way everything turned out. Um, I, I'm really happy with...
1: Uh, oh, it's sounding awesome. I'm really enjoying just the copy you sent me, and yeah, and just a side note, the the way I met your dad was through church, of course, but then um, your dad started asking me to gig with him back in the nineties, and that was a blast. We were doing all kinds of music, like you know, beach music that he yeah. loves and and of course, all the old sixties classic rock. it was so much fun to do that with him i I have fond memories
0: of that we still do that you know he's actually we're we're neighbors i'm in the same neighborhood as my dad the house that i grew up in oh that's great we pieced our gear together and put and and made a little bit more solidified studio over there and then um so we we and we still do some gigs out there i i still gig quite a bit although as we say not right now but um right yeah that that sort of cover band that my dad put together here in Nashville was something I was a part of before I ran off to college, and, and that was in the 90s yeah, when I went yeah. to school in Boston. Um, so Yeah, and
1: speaking of gear, he had quite a bit, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> or yeah. Or he still does, I'm sure.
0: We still do, yeah, but I think nowadays, fortunately, things are getting a little bit more consolidated. Keyboards are a little lighter exactly. to carry. Um,
1: yeah, back then he had like three keyboards that made all kinds of different sounds and drum beats and things like
0: that. Yeah, it was a one man band, and then he and, then, and he just complimented right. it with with really awesome singers like yourself. Well, what what do you have coming up um, foreseeably in the future that you're excited about?
1: Yeah, well, right now, actually, in the studio, I thought because of all of this this virus thing going on that things would slow it down, um, and and it tends to. I'm sure it will to some degree for everyone, but, um, I actually have several karaoke tunes to work on, uh, in the queue right now, as well as one of my friends in England, another, you know, somebody else that was recommended. I was recommended to that I eventually got to know and work with is working on his own worship project. And he's asked me to sing some vocals for him. So I'm working on that as well. Um, and if we get back to, to gigging live again, I, we do have several that, we're supposed to be doing in May if we can yeah. get back to it in May, at retirement homes. And um, we do the big band has a couple of different performances in the queue that we were supposed to be doing that uh, hopefully we'll get back to soon.
0: Well, and if we we get this thing performed live, you know, for a reading or for a performance, it certainly yeah, would be great to have you involved that. somehow. Yeah, get a get an excuse. Yeah, and to,
1: to and to that I, I meant to say too when you were talking about the end of the show and how uh, my character was singing this gratitude song, It, it, even though you don't know exactly what the final result will be as a singer in the studio, you know you just have a a little piano track to work with, if you sing it with passion and with meaning, then it usually translates into whatever it, it becomes. So that's kind of what... I remember your dad telling me to do is just to, you know bring a lot of that emotion and the uh, and the passion into it, and it'll definitely come through. Which well, I'm, I'm hoping it does, it, and I'm glad it, th- it sounds like it, de- it did.
0: It definitely did. And you're you're a pro. You you know what to do, and very quickly because Thank a lot you. of times all this all this work has to be turned around very quickly, and so you don't have time to say, "Well, what do you right. think?" What, you just got to you got to really kind of put your skills together. Fortunately, we, right, we knew that we could rely on you. And so I'm Thank glad that you... I'm glad that you, very well, kind. Yeah. Well, I, you know, what else? Is there anything else that you want to say before we take off?
1: Yeah, no, it's just I appreciate being a part of it. It was so fun that after all these years, your dad would just, you know, email me out of the blue. And I thought, how cool to be able to be uh, included in something is such an amazing thing for your dad. Because it sounds like it's a project that's been years in the making. Yes. And so you know grateful to be a part of it and so glad for him and you guys that you you've been able to accomplish this because it's an incredible piece of work it really is
0: well thanks Ingrid we we, we just want to get the story out there and uh, your your uh, participation in it is really lifting it up to a new level so everybody y'all check Thank out uh, the links I put in the show notes how you can find Ingrid uh, she she has uh, got lots of stuff out there you can see and also you can connect with her and see if uh, she, can work with you on a project if, if you do stuff like that. So anyways, we appreciate it. And, uh, I'm going to play us out with your, your tune and, uh, we'll see you on the next episode.
2: Think you.